0: welcome to another episode of the Let's Sip podcast I'm your host Brandon E. Gaylor I didn't really expect to be recording another episode so quickly but uh, there's been a lot of brewery news as of late and I couldn't help but uh, comment on a recent story I had read now a thing that's funny about the brewery industry currently is how much is said about uh, the market going up and down how its popularity, whether it's contracting or growing or, or recent brewery closings are indicating uh, uh, that uh, the market has reached saturation and there's not much demand and yada, 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 this and that, uh, it's getting to be a little bit crazy. It's almost as bad as like talking about the stock market the way everybody likes to speculate and talk about uh, every story and everything like that uh, most recently there was a uh, brewery that closed in Ohio and uh, a publication called the Columbus Business First uh, which appears to be like an online business journal was talking about that they were analyzing whether or not the closing of this particular brewery was an indicator of something bigger. But they had a comment from the Ohio Craft Brewers Association who said the uh, brewery openings were still outpacing closings 15 to 1. And uh, that seems to be the uh, case throughout most places here in the Chicago land area we're still seeing massive growth in a lot of new breweries opening up um, even up in the suburbs there are plenty of new brew pubs and new breweries looking to put down roots or give it a go in the particular industry so it's hard to say that uh, these particular closings are indicative of uh, demand reaching uh, uh, its maximum level or uh, Things becoming oversaturated and in that very same piece there was also input from the uh, National Brewers Association who said still production was up about 5% for the year so this definitely shows that uh, demand for craft beer has not yet peaked uh, there's still plenty of demand out there so it appears that the market has not yet been oversaturated so perhaps um... these are just particular issues with growing too fast or it could be in any number one uh... any one of a number of factors but there just seems to be a lot of speculation people willing to uh... jump in and guess and uh... speculate on whether or not craft brewing is going to take a bigger hit We're gonna start to slow down. Lagunitas recently laid off uh, a good part of their workforce. Uh, They are now completely owned by Heineken. But even AB InBev, who has purchased in the past Goose Island and uh, craft breweries like Breckenridge and Elysian, they also ended up reorganizing their entire craft division over the summer, and they laid off about 300 people amongst those brands. So even AB InBev is feeling they hit a little bit, feeling the pinch. So even a big conglomerate like themselves, who own uh, everything in the Budweiser line, among other brands like Rolling Rock and Michelob. Uh, They are as much feeling the pressures in the beer industry as anybody else. But this particular discussion right now focuses in on a recent brewery who is uh, consolidating their operations and moving into a smaller facility somewhere else and this comes up because there was a recent piece published about this particular brewery and their restructuring and one of the owners was quoted as saying AB InBev won the war Well as I just had mentioned AB InBev uh, recently laid off a bunch of people as they reorganized their own craft division I'm not going to defend AB InBev. Um, I have my own thoughts about them and uh, the sale. Um, Those didn't change too much or seem to be even further um, cemented in myself after I read uh, Josh Knowles' book. Uh, Barrel Age Stouts and Selling Out, which gave a detailed account about the uh, Goose Island sale to AB InBev. So I am definitely no AB InBev apologist, but they've had to uh, adjust to the market just as anybody else has. But to say AB InBev won the war, I feel is a complete cop out and uh, just in my belief, completely ridiculous. And to paint a little bit of a picture behind my thoughts on this, let's go back to the year uh, 2015. It was the summer, and I was working a very limited part-time job at the former Finch's Brewing. Uh, Finch's beer company. This was before they became Finch uh, before the investors took over and uh, Kicked out the original founder. So there was that particular apostrophe S after the Finch So I was working at Finch's doing their Saturday tours during these summer months This was when their facility was still up on the more northern side in a uh, suburb of Chicago or a neighborhood of Chicago called Albany Park and uh, it was rather humid during the summer as is uh, wont to happen in the Chicagoland area so during those particular Saturday tours it would get rather steamy inside of a production brewery where of course it's more of a uh, it's a manufacturing environment uh, it's not contemptu- it's not temperature controlled. They don't have air conditioning. So it's like working in a factory with no open windows uh, during the dead of summer when the humidity is at an all-time high. Unfortunately, doing a beer tour doesn't involve a lot of physical activity. Unlike working in a factory, there's no consistent movement or heavy lifting. It basically amounted to walking very slowly throughout the facility as we discussed the different concepts and steps of brewing beer, and then pouring out samples to a rather thirsty and dehydrated crowd, and a a rather sweaty crowd often. So aside from the generous flowing of beer, it was a rather miserable experience. Fast forward uh, approximately one year to the summer of 2016. I decided to volunteer for another particular brewery in hopes of hopefully landing a job. I had another job at the time that took up most of my day, but I tried to get to this other brewery uh, when I could to contribute to my services. I was only able to volunteer a couple times and I went down and traveled down to the brewery it was summer as well just like it was during my brief tour at Finches and it was extremely hot and extremely humid so after reaching the brewery uh, I was sweaty and rather uncomfortable uh, expecting to be equally sweaty and uncomfortable as I started doing my work inside of the brewing facility. So this particular brewery had a tap room so I noticed that the AC was kicking along in the tap room, of course, as it would be. But I as I went out into the brewery part, or the manufacturing part, I noticed that this area was equally as uh, temperature friendly. It was nice and cool. So as I spent my hour, hour and a half uh, gluing boxes or the uh, cardboard trays that uh, four six-packs of canned beer would eventually sit in to be transported out to local retailers, um, I greatly appreciated the air conditioning and the comfort of the environment. But at the same time, I could not help but think boy this must be costing them a fortune. Not only did this brewery have uh, rather large fermenters which required a rather large space to occupy but they also had a rather large canning line one that seemed to be uh, giving them as much grief as it would. Uh, run smoothly and consistently. But the brewery not only um, had a lot of equipment and a big canning line, it also happened to have a lot of empty space in it. Uh, the manufacturing environment was rather large. I would say it was almost nearly the size of the old Finch production brewery, or the old Finch's production brewery. Uh, if not maybe slightly bigger, but it was um, probably only about half filled with equipment, if not a little bit less. But to have been filling that whole production area with uh, air conditioning, uh, while it was an extremely wonderful benefit to have, it must have cost a uh, pretty big fortune to pump and AC throughout on top of that they had a rather large tap room which never really seemed to be filled after one of my volunteering shifts I stuck around and had a couple of beers couldn't help but notice that nobody really came around there was only a handful of customers coming through in a space that was Uh, ridiculously large much larger than other tap rooms I had seen in the area soon enough they started trying to host events in the empty space and outside in the brewery area to uh, probably help pay for the building and all of that massive air conditioning they were using As I had mentioned, I had a previous job during the time, kind of a day job. So I couldn't really work that many hours at the brewery. But after a couple of uh, shifts there, just trying to help out and gluing some cardboard boxes, I never heard back, so I never did get to go and revisit the facility. But that brewery, as it turns out, was the Baderbrow production facility, which stopped making beer in May of this year, and the tap room closed in June of this year, with all of the equipment and assets being auctioned off about a month afterwards. So why do I bring up Baderbrow? Baderbrow seemed to be started by A former home brewer who had a passion for beer he hired a head brewer to handle all the brewing but he still had that passion flowing within him but he also had a lot of capital upfront capital as well he had a lot of money to spend but at the end of the day that ended up probably being his downfall he invested a lot upfront to begin with Uh, It was a fancy facility, a fancy tap room, and um, the air conditioning, which is just kind of a small example of how much this venture was probably costing him from the get-go. And in return, he would have to sell a whole, whole bunch of beer to ever begin to see a profit from all of that investment. Along the way, they tried adding a kitchen. Uh, They even made a beer in partnership with Lyft, the ride-sharing service. And after trying to rent out part of the brewery space as an event space for parties and weddings, none of it really seemed to fix the underlying problem. that Their demand for that particular beer just wasn't there but this particular story is not about Bader Brow this is about the previous brewery that I was talking about that I shall not name they're in the midst of consolidating some operations and the owner or the co-owner stated that AB InBev won the war. Now this particular owner was not, uh, not originally part of the beer industry He was a restaurateur instead. So this restaurant group decided to open a brewery, thinking that would probably be a good investment for their capital. Now we once again run into some similar issues. They might have had a lot of money to put up front, especially when it uh, comes to Uh, Buying equipment facilities and uh, trying to grow bigger than you Can sell to at the particular time? But you need to at least understand some basic fundamentals about the beer industry You'll make a lot more money uh, owning a restaurant that sells beer and can recoup a lot of money that particular keg they choose to put on their tap lines it's a different story when you're the maker of that particular beer Uh, the margin on that product for you is not nearly as good as the bartender or the bar owner who's going to end up pouring out that beer on top of this you also need to worry about getting yourself into retail space especially when you decide you want to can your product and offer canned offerings. This is uh, not only do you compete for tap handles but you also compete for shelf space in the liquor store as well Uh, that's competition on a big front not to mention the fact that uh, margins are razor thin if you didn't understand anything about the beer industry ty- trying to go into it um, all the talk of craft beer and the rage behind craft beer may sound like an opportunity that's too good to pass up but you need to know what you're getting yourself into a lot of money thrown at a craft brewery is not going to give you the results you're looking for as many brewery owners brewers and the like have said in the past they didn't get started in the business to make money because you really certainly don't make any money unless you can eventually uh, make a big deal with some big investors or potentially sell out to a much larger conglomerate there isn't a lot of money to be made in craft beer but that really isn't the point either Craft beer almost seems to be a strange metaphor for life itself. They say that money doesn't buy happiness. And they also say that success shouldn't be measured in how much money you make either. Of course, people will debate this till the end of time. But there is some truth behind these principles as well. But craft beer seems to fall strictly within this realm there are ridiculously successful craft breweries out there to say they're making money hand over fist is probably a huge assumption and then one that probably proves to be false as well but most breweries probably wouldn't measure their success on uh, how much money they've made either they would base it upon how many people love their beer how many people would come out for that most recent uh, tapped new beer or show up in line to grab that new limited can offering that's the way most breweries would look at success not from a financial standpoint that's relatively easy to do when you don't have a lot of money invested in the game or aren't beholden to uh, a large investment group that has supported most of your operations most breweries start small and try to work their way up but people and brewery if but brewery owners and brewery founders who start the game with a lot of capital and a lot of initial investment will find themselves disheartened and disappointed when all that money uh, when they realize eventually that all that money is going to be very hard if not impossible to recoup that's really nobody's fault but their own they didn't understand the game they got into it's not that AB InBev won the war it's that they lost the game that is this particular brewery lost the game and that is a huge difference between that and AB InBev winning the war That will do it for this episode of the Let's Sip podcast. I'm your host, Brandon E. Gaylor. Podcast theme music composed by Brandon E. Gaylor. Special thanks to Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Let's Sip Podcast. Thank you very much for sipping with us, and we'll drink with you again next time. Bye-bye.